You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your retro encabulator in need of integrated synergy? Pivot your skirtle towards the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Francesco Sede. Hello. Sergei Charivin. Hey. Pablo Vasquez. Hey. Andy Goralchik. Hello. And I'm Yathi Hamazon. Here's your host, Francesco! <laughs> Hi, welcome to our 12th episode of the Blender Institute podcast. We are super excited this week because we finally released the Flexi Rig. Yes. So it took a few weeks. Everybody's cheering. The internet was cheering when we released it. And uh, yeah, we are very happy that it's out. Uh, what does it mean? Well, we published the, the reason why it was been uh, uh, not published yet. It was because we needed to edit a video from Sarah that uh, was recorded just before she left. And uh, it was a, an introduction on how the Flexi itself uh, works. And so she was uh, demoing it and explaining how to tweak it, how to use it. And uh, we needed to do a bit of editing and putting it online. So we did that. And, uh, and that is a great resource for people to get started with the rig, which was uh, already online. And um, yeah, so, so far the reaction seems to be pretty good. There are a few comments on the, uh, on the page. But uh, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a great product, I think. So I think um, we are now going to develop a bit more material around it. I know that Kjalti had a look at it again recently. He didn't have a lot of time, but... Yeah, I, I took a look. And uh, yeah, I uh, tried baking a kid. As weird as that sounds. Kid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baking a kid. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, trying out this and that. And yeah, it's, it's totally functional. Yeah, it's better though. It's yeah. good to remind that so people feel free to to give feedback. Like one of the, the main things people were um, remarking is that it doesn't work out of the box if you don't have Rigify enabled, the add-on. Mm -hmm. And um, we could add a check on the add-on itself, like in the, maybe in the UI, check if um, Rigify is enabled or not, and then show that like a warning. Yeah, um, that would be so super yeah, useful. That, that is a good improvement that we can do. So thank you people for reporting that we... Yep. We didn't notice. <laughs> Once yeah. you have it enabled, always it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that's uh, we will see in the next uh, in the next weeks how how it evolves. But we it, it looks really good. I've seen some uh, some tweets online of people already making their characters and uh, starting to use them. And it's awesome that there is a, a, a little tool on the cloud that allows you to do to do that kind of stuff. So you don't have to worry about the rigging process itself, but you can generate your character and and get going. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for the uh, Rigify. And uh, well, two weeks ago we released Caminandes. Probably by now everybody who is listening to us knows. So Kami yes. what? What? <laughs> Kami, uh, I don't know. Caminantes. Yeah. What is that? Spanish? Kami. Caminian. Um, no, the people Ka writing. Calimendos. Ka <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have a long list of uh, ways. People uh, are unfortunately have troubles pronouncing Caminandes because uh, yeah, I mean it's a made up word so. It gets a bit confusing, but and sometimes it produces funny results. But anyway, it has been going quite well. Yeah, seventy six thousand so far. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's so, nice. It's been a steady growth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no big jumps, but like a steady, healthy growth. Yeah, and regarding that, there was a funny episode that happened uh, on the day just after the release, and we didn't have time to mention in the last episode. But I thought it was fun to ah, fun Vimeo. to tell. Yeah, the, the Vimeo. Vimeo situation. There was a Vimeo situation, so maybe Pablo can tell us a bit about it. Yeah, um, 
for the second Caminandes, we didn't publish it immediately on, on Vimeo. And it got, uh, somebody else did, which is great. I mean, it's, it's fine because it's CC BY. And they gave the right credits and everything. But it got staff picked. So suddenly <laughs> it got thousands of views. And that was great. I, I was really happy about that. So for the second, ep- for the third episode, I was thinking to do the same. <laughs> so I made an account, a new account, when we released the trailer. And it was fine, like a month, uh, two months ago. With and a very, like, uh, pertinent name. The- yeah, Caminandes, trailer, I added the avatar, the description, the website, everything. Yeah. And when I upload the new video, for some reason, I don't even know what difference is between the trailer and this one. It's like one minute extra. But the account got blocked. So, and I found a bug in their system, actually, when uh, I tweeted about it and the Twitter embed was working. So people from Twitter, from within Twitter, could see it. But if you click on it and go to Vimeo, it was blocked because the account was flagged as spam. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. So I wrote to Vimeo immediately. And the next day I got a reply saying, um, oh, yeah, sorry, well, the system flagged you as a spam. So I fixed it and it should be fine. So I checked again and it was still flagged as spam. So I send another email, and two days later, I get the response saying that, uh, sorry, sorry, got flam- flagged as spam again. So <laughs> they fixed it for good and uh, make sure that it will never happen. Yeah. They, I don't know, maybe they have a flag for like... Eternal flag. But it's weird. I mean, how, how can they check for spam if, if your account is legit? Like, um, like, I changed the thumbnails of the stuff. I changed, the, I don't know. It's yeah, fun. it was a bit unfortunate that it just happened when we were launching. So it's, I mean, it was not really a huge harm, but it's always a little bit uh, upsetting that like we were trying to put it out in as many channels yeah. as possible and Vimeo wasn't working. Yeah, I have a hypothesis that the seven people that disliked it on YouTube all made their own uh, Vimeo account and then flagged you as, as being spam. yeah spam. Wow, that's a good theory. <laughs> <laughs> and but, he's not uh, convinced. It, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> It's out there. I haven't checked lately uh, how it's doing there, but um, the account has like nobody. Nobody's following because it's new. So I don't know yeah. if you'll get anywhere. But, yeah, well, at some point, I know Ton made a, made a tweet about it. I mean, he, yeah, has he posted a, it on the Blender Foundation uh, Vimeo account too. Uh, yeah. No, but just, you know, uh, he, he, he told about, please, like, check it out and follow it. So maybe get stuff picked. Because somehow the other Caminandes uh, that got stuff picked on Vimeo was a surprise. Like, we had really no idea. And we were like, what? And then, yeah. Yeah, it's all, almost never when you expect it. Yeah. But you got uh, uh, Omega, right? Yeah. That big yeah, that was uh, incredible. I haven't expected that. Uh, it's amazing. Like, And what happens? Do they give? Do they send you an email? or? Um, when you, they staff pick you, yeah, they, they send you an email. Congratulations. And then you get a free Vimeo Plus account for a month or so. And that means that you can upload at least the HD version to your board. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you can well, how convenient. For one month. <laughs> well, I think now it should be there and then it just sits there. But okay. you can't, yeah. Yeah, can't. 600 place. Okay. Mm. So not, not overwhelming. Okay. I think that was me. I mean, 500 yeah. of them. Yeah, just refreshing. Just yeah. checking. Well, yeah, so we will keep you posted if there are any news regarding Caminandes. Well, uh, one thing is if Caminandes gets accepted in any animation festivals mm. or Which things like that. Already. Yeah, right? So yes. Say what? <laughs> yes. They hold an animation festival 2016 in Utrecht in March. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have not only one, not only two, but three open movies from the Blender Institute. The last wow. Yeah. So... 
It's pretty excited. They are crazy. (laughs) So, um, so they're eligible in the same category, right? Meaning that now we have these uh, three brothers and sisters fighting it out. Uh, who's a brother and who's a sister? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Cos- know. Cosmos is a... Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so yeah, that's, uh, that's very cool. And I mean, uh, we hope that many other festivals like the film and, uh, and accept it. And uh, in case something nice happens, we will keep you posted with it. So that being said, I think it would be nice to hear from everyone what we've been up to during this week because we announced that we were going to work on cloud content. So what is the cloud content that has been worked on and that is in the works these days at the Institute? Andy. Yes. um, So we set up a computer next door in a really quiet room, which is very, it's uh, it's like an echo chamber right now. (laughs) So I think we have to, uh, we have to get some something for the wall to make it less echoey. But, uh, and, and the plan is that everyone will have their time to record tutorial. Chamber. Yeah. So um, what I started on this week was uh, one of the recordings I had left over, which was I recorded myself making the shading of the fish that is in the ending shot. And today... That is Wednesday. I published uh, the time lapse on the cloud. It's a little bit more involved than a time lapse because um, the I think the work was across five hours, and I think the the material I had was two and a half hours. So I I went through the, the entire thing and uh, cut it down to twelve minutes, which was just a bit more involved than speeding it all up. So there's different levels of speed and different editing and. I uh, edited out some of the parts that were not that interesting and then I annotated it just using titles. I think it's the the best way because people don't have to, like they can just mute the thing and can have it playing in the background. They can follow it and uh, take away what they like from it. Yeah, I had a look at it when you published it and it's really cool because as you said, because of the different speeds, you sometimes you focus on uh, some specific action or the use of a tool and then you move on. And it's 12 minutes? How long is it? It's uh, roughly, yeah, it's yeah. 12 minutes or so. And yeah. you just have to, like, if you want to know how to do it, you just have to sit there for 12 minutes and then you see the whole process, which is awesome. And I really think it's a great uh, way to show this kind of workflows because it's not just, okay, now we start modeling and then you have to, yeah. you know, UV unwrap or whatever, vertex paint and stuff like that. You really see it happen very quickly. So how much high quality material went into these 12 minutes? So like how much of this amazing high quality footage did you have to force yourself to edit down? Uh, did I say that? Uh, two and a half hours? Yeah, you, oh, did, yeah. you didn't mention it. Oh, two oh, and a half so, yeah, hours. Two ha- yeah, two and a half hours condensed to 12 minutes. Yeah. Wow, wow there, those are some heavy 12 minutes wow. there. Like what, what happens when you uh, condense a, a diamond? You know, it's already a diamond, you know, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the plan is that I uh, I did almost the same for uh, Otti. I recorded everything that uh, happened in the shading and the particle process. That one is a bit more involved. I have about two hours of time-lapsed material right now which is a bit of a yeah it's a bit of a drag everything so maybe i need to cut some pieces um 
And but that one I am not going to annotate. I'm actually going to sit there and explain what I'm doing as I do it. Like mm. I'm going to record a commentary for that. That's the plan for that. Yep. Cool. So what about you, Pablo? Um, this week I did. I published the Quad Split. So it's a movie that uh, we. Um, the, the movie that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. it kind of shows I'm, the evolution yeah. of the story. I guess. Yes. Uh, people, I'm sick, by the way, if you, if you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Not usual like this. <clears throat> so, yes. Uh, the quest split shows four versions of the movie at once. Uh, mm -hmm. One of them is uh, the drawings from Matthias. Then the layout um, with a very different version of the movie, which is pretty fun to see. And the last two is just the layout um, from Kelty and then the final render. I did a little voiceover when I still had a voice. <laughs> and that was, I think, Monday. And uh, it turned out really well. I'm really happy that we have now this computer dedicated only for tutorials here at the Institute. So yeah, we can have it always running. And always we have even a webcam there mm. and, uh, and my yeah. phone. And it's pretty yeah. nice. So. Thank you, Sergey, for setting it up. Yes, thank You're you, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides the quad split, I've been doing on some uh, web stuff actually on, on the actual cloud, um, and preparing the next tutorials that I have in mind. Um, mainly focus on pipeline, some uh, sequencer uh, walkthroughs, and some short walkthroughs too that we plan with uh, Andy. Yeah, definitely. That like, would be fun. Yeah, the 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 idea is that uh, I think Sebastian did that for Tears of Steel, was which was incredible. He just opened a couple of shots and uh, explained what is going on because usually if you're checking out these files for the first time, you get a bit overwhelmed, especially yeah. the lighting setups because it's just this huge dumps of, of stuff that you need to do in order to get the shot rendered. Yeah. So uh, it helps to have a guide to show what is going on in the shot. So hopefully we'll be able to do that as much as possible. Please leave a comment if you think that's interesting. Uh, I'd really like to know because... Uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have some feedback for that kind of stuff. Yeah, we try to pick the most complex and different shots for that. But uh, if you have a shot that you would like to have, like I really want this shot to be explained, uh, just let us know. Great. Awesome. And then, okay, so what about the three-minute shot, the first one? It's, yeah. Three well, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about? Uh, what is it about? Well, now that one is actually pretty simple. It has the titles in a different scene. It has the environment and just the guy. Uh, just and the penguins and stuff. It was animated by Healthy, so and the setup. Even the camera doesn't even move that much, so it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's not so high. It's not well, it has science. that ground <laughs> and uh, then the 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 what is it? The 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 dynamic paint for the ice on the ground, <laughs> and then a uh, bunch of things mm. that we needed to do to yeah. Yeah. So maybe a simple shot. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe for it's not simple. Maybe. <laughs> not that simple. No, maybe not. <laughs> well, the producer keeps saying it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, me? So, yes, I guess. Yeah. You keep yeah. staring me down. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. So, this setup, uh, I've, been, I've been trying it out today. Uh, meaning that uh, I managed to fail spectacularly just by touching that computer. All of a sudden, nothing worked, and I had to get a certain Russian to come in and help me. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that great using Linux. I'm, I'm still working on it. Uh, but yeah, the, it's, it, I think, I think it will be interesting. I, I, this is the first time I try this setup where I'm recording a video of myself, meaning there's an actual video camera pointing at me, while I do a screen capture and I have a microphone. So 
there are three things being recorded at the same time. And uh, for this in this particular instance, Pablo suggested that I would maybe go over the the fighting shot where the where the llama and the penguin are fighting in the cart, which uh, had a, its own difficulties and and challenging things. So I collected you know, yesterday. I collected all the different files, different different layout versions, different versions of the animation from blocking all the way to polished, and and even feedback from Colin. So. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of like that, that that thing is an hour long. So I just found the just a small snippet where he's talking about this sequence, put that in there. And right now I'm I'm exporting a version. So hopefully in, in 30 minutes, I'll see how much it sucks now. Uh, but I would be really interested in, in, in getting some feedback from the cloud subscribers because uh, last time uh, for Glass Half, I did a thing where I took a lot of material and I condensed it into this really short little bit that that where I recorded my re-recorded myself at least five six times because I, I I kept wanting to say it perfectly or oh the, no this sentence doesn't make sense so I was I know I was way overthinking it this time I am just really hitting record and just making it super casual uh, so I want to get some feedback from the subscribers is this closer to what you guys would want or should I shut the hell up and mm. <laughs> no should I like highly edit that thing or not mm. yeah I don't know like I think maybe some people will like it yeah I, well personally I like the, the more casual stuff yeah and uh, you've seen it in the community people there are people making tutorials of one hour for example and not every single word in that one hour it's yeah <laughs> relevant yeah. So the revenant, I must say. <laughs> the revenant, yes, yeah. yeah. In theaters now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I would go for it, but uh, yeah, let's get the feedback from people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, one other thing, also, just the definition of a tutorial, because I know a lot of. Um, so it, it it is a little bit vague because sometimes you can say you you can you you maybe use the the phrase tutorial when you actually mean uh, that you're going over a shot and you're talking about the intention of it or. You're not going step by step. Uh, here's something that took me three weeks to animate. Now let's go by, like let's go minute by minute and redo that whole. Thing. No, like nobody wants that. Nobody's gonna do that. And I'm not gonna sit down and explain how I did it. Uh, every single bone I moved. Uh, it's it's gonna take forever. Uh, so it needs to be condensed in some way. And what that way is, I don't know. I've, I've tried different things during the Gooseberry project. I did a screen capture. Um, I did a time-lapse thing. And then I thought, well, maybe that's kind of interesting. I put material on top of the, uh, on top of the, the time-lapse. Maybe not. I don't know. So uh, if you guys have some feedback on that, on what in particular you guys would like, uh, like to see, uh, yeah, comment below and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Shall we probably live stream Halti while he's working on some shot? No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. That would be great. Periscope. Oh, no. and yeah. yeah, live on Periscope. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, one thing that you will see is uh, how you will learn how not to use ergonomics, meaning that the more intense the shot is and the more I focus on it, like the more I, I droop down in my chair and I become more hunched over and... And at some point, my I think my nose is like two centimeters from the from the actual screen. Yeah, 
It's not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Russian is, is playing a piano? No, that's me. Okay, that's, yeah, that's okay. Saga is making faces. <laughs> <laughs> cool, well, it sounds, uh, it sounds very interesting, so. It should, it should be ready tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. Great. So we publish it this week, yep. hopefully. Good. Well, Sergey, besides uh, fixing broken computers... Dr. Sergey! <laughs> well, am I right? Like, peak starts on Thursday for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so, so last week I did... I don't know. I did some bug fixes in the tracker, and then, then I was working on some patches for the, for the node editor. So basically the idea is to avoid some recalculations in Compositor and then the shading nodes when you don't mod actually modify output and stuff like this. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Very yeah, we, we, I mean, we're we now in a code freeze, which is a bit annoying, but we can say it like, hey, it's a fix for, for, for extra <laughs> recalculations in Compositor and just put it online probably. And, and uh, also spend some time looking in, into new SSS code because there are some precision issues happening in there was helping in there but then it's still a bit weird thing and i think we need to, to refix something again and then yeah today we spent quite some time with compiler reviewing patches in the patch tracker because we didn't spend any time in reviewing someone else's code for, for for the last couple of months or so and now we, we are back to, to 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 this thing yeah, I remember you guys were having like almost weekly sessions where you were... Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we totally had weekly, like every Wednesday, we've been doing like 10 to 15 patches, reviewing them, rejecting or accepting. And then like in in, in, in several months, we, we, we dropped the, the amount of unreviewed patches from hundreds to like maybe 10-ish, oh, 20. Yeah. Wow. Not bad. Nice. So, yeah, and I heard that today you were reviewing a particularly large and interesting patch, right? I mean, that's public, is in the, is in the, is in the tracker, so anyone can see that. Well, yeah, we, 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 we had a patch which integrates Alembic into Blender. Ooh. Well, it's integrates in, in kind of quote marks because it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's basically an important, like a scene, even object importer exporter. So it doesn't work as, as Alembic uh, supposed to be, so it doesn't support streaming, it doesn't support overrides or stuff like this. It's just some sort of, of, of file interchange format. So you can export stuff, stuff from Blender and send to, to the render farm, for example, because the, the guy's using probably external renderer. So they want to stream something from Blender to there. So you can export stuff from Blender. But for importing, it wouldn't work because you can't have animation support with the, the importer architecture in Blender. So it's kind of really limited implementation, and it, uh, it, it, it's 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 not what we want, like as an ultimate integration of Alembic in Blender. Well, ultimate, like yeah, it's basic integration, like basic in quote marks, mm. but like the proper thing which we want. And yeah, we we we, we replied there, and then yeah, it's it, it's a bit said that, that that the guys are not actually going to maintain it or fix it and it's more like a dump of internal code into our tracker which is a bit uh, yeah. Yeah. It's first step well i mean we we, we we kind of have such kind of integration in gooseberry branch which is closer to what we want it just was well, was built on top of really limited system mm. so <laughs> limited is a good way of, of putting it <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. Or not so good. 
Well, but that that's great because then when as soon as it's out there, maybe someone else is going to pick it up. And because I mean, alembic sounds like a big thing, and hopefully a lot of people are going to use it. Well, we have alembic in Gooseberry branch. Nobody picked that up, and there is also there, there are actually a couple right, of but, guys. But I mean, alembic in Gooseberry is not a straight importer, right? Because it was only used for the the caching part, which is a really obscure thing, and it was used for the the groups. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but at least it kind of fits in in, in, in like it, it it more properly fits into dependency in Rafa. Mm, okay. From what it should be, because it bypasses all all the updates and stuff like this, so. mm -hmm. and it also supported all the all the animation stuff and things like this, so you can have actual alembic stream in Blender mm -hmm. on just single frame state, which is, which is, which is real good. Yeah, which is one thing I wanted to ask about this streaming concept on single frames. Like it means that who is using this, uh, um, the people who develop this patch, the way they, the way that uh, exporter works is it, it makes an Alembic file that is a big container that caches every single frame into a cache object. And that gets then rendered like frame by frame, but is not treated as a, a Alembic can do with more generic data that is actually a stream is that correct well i didn't look into details but you can export all the frames into alembic and that's actually what alembic is supposed to be used for so you just put this frame by frame and then it's just being compressed mm -hmm. if, if something doesn't change across the frames it will be compressed out and then at import you can say one i i want scene state at this time and then the other software can do this they can say, hey, I want the state or at this frame and then can just render or composite or whatever else to do. In Blender, to, to, to change current time, you would need to re-import the thing. But ideally, you just want to just change the scene frame and have an updated state of the, of the Alembic stream thing, which is not possible with that patch. I see. It's it's more possible in Gooseberry branch, but, <laughs> but that it, it it's like different limitations and downsides. And there. there is in master, right? No, no? there but is no there is no lambic in in master at all. Okay, but it would be. Well, I don't really want to 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 put any of the current integrations of lambic into master because it's going to be changed, and then all of a sudden we would have lambic integration, which users started to use. And then they say, hey, no, actually, we want to redo it from scratch and do it completely different. And then what you'll end up with is either frustrating everyone who already used the Alembic, or you'll be doomed to support all crappy integration in Blender, which was done just because it was not doable other way, like in a different way. Mm. Interesting. So kind of makes sense to make integration, which, which wouldn't lock us up in, in some box, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a <laughs> coffin. <laughs> in the shape yeah. of a coffin. An estimated time? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's it's, it, it's pretty complicated project because it, it touches all, all the areas and it sh someone should work on, on breakdown of the project and on design point of view, just to see how it works and then probably start implementing parts and see what can be done currently and what need to be done after some major refactoring of another code. Well, let's hope that uh, that someone 
pops up. Yeah. yeah. Any volunteers around? Just let me know in the comment below. Yeah. <laughs> Drop an email to Sergey. Yeah. Sergey at, at blender.org. No, right? I don't know. Well, yeah, that's a, that's an email address. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was wondering. So yeah, and uh, any other interesting, exciting plans for the week? Well, not that much. No. There is some stuff to be done for the studio. There is uh, some benchmarks to be prepared for, for, for external guys. And yeah, there is also, I will try to fix SSS, make it really release ready. And also I was looking into some other stuff today, which which other render engines are doing, like Lux Render has it in release nodes. Shadowcatcher. Yeah, Shadow and, and just yes. looking into this and I was trying like different approach from, from what others were doing like now to, 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 to better support indirect lighting and stuff like this. And nice. So People are nodding here. Yes, it triggered mm -hmm. the, the hmm, so Lux Render <laughs> has it. it. Ah, that's, I, that's I, a way. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's easy to write Shadowcatcher. It's difficult to do it properly. Oh, so... No. <laughs> so you mean that? No, no, no. I, I mean, you can have it like probably in 10 lines of code in current cycles, but then how much useful it is. 10 lines of your code, by the way. Well, I mean, it's everyone's code. Just 10 long lines of code. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like hacking stuff around in, 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 in the post traversal thing. It's There you go. <laughs> Psychos, <laughs> mysteries, yeah. breaking down. Rockets, rocket yeah. surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So, Talking of rocket surgery, Ooh. so you have an amazing new desk back in your cave. Wow. Sergey has, uh, for the people who don't know, Sergey has a room to himself, yes. which, <laughs> which commonly is referred oh, yeah. to as the cave in the Blender Institute. And uh, as of this week, he started to uh, have a new desk with some exciting new gear on it. What are you planning to do? <laughs> Well, at some point, I would need to, to, to make a new version of Cube, probably. Oh, yeah, the, the bug tracker. The bugometer. The bugometer, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Right. Because currently we're using Raspberry Pi to cross-talk with the network. We can avoid doing that and integrate everything in, 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 in that, that thing. Yeah. And also have some project of my own, mainly to, to research new new technologies around. Well, they're, they're, they're old ones. It's just something I didn't know and wanted to try out. Wow. So the cave is becoming the bat cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cat cave when we cat get there. <laughs> so the Batmobile is actually just an Amsterdam bike. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> With it, wings. No. It transforms, you know. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Um, also, this week I forgot that I wrote a blog post on Caminando's blog about the development that uh, Sergey made and other developers made during Caminando. So if you haven't checked it out, do so because it turned out. I thought it was like going to be a short list, but actually keep remembering new things that we, we <laughs> now like they <laughs> made that we whined about and they fixed or developed, and it turned out really, really well with some fixes. Uh, that's um, surprisingly the sequencer is the one with the most love in that list. No way. Yes, <laughs> yes, the video sequence editor. So yeah, people were really happy about it actually. Most right. of the people were like, yeah, 2017 is the year of the sequencer. 17? Yeah, 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're optimists, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. like, okay, this nice. year it's not going to happen, but yes. Realistic, but optimistic. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, awesome. 
And uh, I also know that uh, uh, Hjalti has been working on something else. Ah, recently. yes. Uh, a certain fluffy guy and his friend. So uh, for the character library, we wanted to update and put in the Big Buck Bunny. Uh, so we we can't... Well, who contacted who? In, well, so uh, Wayne... Uh, we know, yeah, Wayne Dixon. Wayne Dixon, yeah. yeah. That's his name. Yeah. And uh, he reached out to us. Uh, with uh, I mean he, he's uh, he made an updated version of Big Bad Bunny which is quite well known. It's uh, it's on BlendSwap. Yeah. So uh, we got we got connected and he knew we were working on this. So then I got the file and passed it over to Hjalti, who had a look at it. Yeah, and, uh, I took a look at it and it I mean it it's really good. It's really really good. I I just noticed a couple of things and I started tweaking around with it. I think the 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 big thing that I kind of well quote unquote fixed or whatever is the uh, the muscle area just under the eye, so kind of the fleshy part of the cheek. When you go for a smile, that part kind of goes outwards, and um, it it only. I mean, you know, of course, it's it's fun to have uh, as few bones as possible to kind of have it a light rig, but it 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 looked like it was it was being handled by this one bone, and. Um, it got it got just a little bit wonky if you pushed if you pushed it too far on either side, so I added a couple of bones just to kind of mitigate that. Weight painted that a bit, and uh, yeah, it's it's totally functional now. Quite yeah, happy with bone it. to roll them all. Yeah, exactly the master bone. Um, yeah. yeah, and after and that one is is pretty much ready to go Online. on the cl- on the cloud. Um, there's a certain uh, German gentleman sitting next to me that maybe. Uh, wants to play around with it a little bit? Oh yes, I might have some evil plans. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, Sebastian Kurnick, where are you come from? <laughs> Ouch. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it depends what people want. We can just uh, publish it right now. I can yeah. I can go through it and make sure that it works for the current version of Blender. There are some uh, paths, some images that needed to be uh, uh, re-added, but also. Uh, we could just give it the elephant stream treatment yeah. and uh, make it work for cycles. That would which, be amazing. Which would be great to to finally see a big buck bunny in cycles. Yeah, like that would yeah. be really interesting. What would change at the new version of big buck bunny then? Uh, what do you mean? What well, do you mean? From two point forty six to that's 2. pre two point five. Oh, that's thirty yeah. versions, dude. That's <laughs> like <laughs> yes, uh, two point five. Uh, Hair and it's been a while. (laughs) So the whole, uh, uh, I think. um, So let's recap the differences a little bit because I think people might find that interesting. So you cannot just open it and put it work. No, 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 no. Like if you open the original file, it has uh, uh, it has really specific uh, uh, Python code going on for the rig that does all these different adjustments to some of the bones, some of the shape. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because back then, uh, most of the features that we have right now were not possible. And the way to overcome that was using Python constraints. Yeah, and I I do feel like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants uh, regarding Nathan, because you see a lot of the stuff he did, and then you're kind of amazed that that stuff that's now just like in Blender already, and we take it for granted. But back then, he didn't have any of those options. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Yeah, so there are the Python constraints, and then some drivers needed uh, rehooking. Yeah, that was. So I also worked on Frankie. That that was the I think the biggest problem with Frankie. Um, everything, all the drivers were pretty much broken. 
So I remembered that this was an issue that I had back in the day uh, with, a, with a little character I had um, with a deadline that was coming up. And all of a sudden I updated Blender and nothing would work. And my boss is like, where's the thing? Is it ready? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, and I just had no idea why this wasn't working. And of course, being an idiot, I saved the file with the latest version. So when I tried opening it in a, an older version, nothing worked, everything's still broken. Yeah, it turns out that they updated the driver system. And then if you click the help menu, you could just fix it. I didn't know about that option. I had no idea. Yeah, the F-curve version fix or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In in version 2.68. Yeah. Yeah. And they removed it recently, so that's why it wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. So so now when I when I opened this file and I was like, oh, this is familiar. Let me check the help menu. And oh, no. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. But so you I, managed to open it up in that version and yeah. that fixed it. And that, that totally that? fixed it. Yeah. Uh, I think there was only one driver that I had to um, uh, go back and, and and find some other solution to. But yeah, that, that was like 90%, uh, 99% fixed totally. Nice. Yeah. I think it would be nice to have both got, uh, both render engines, like uh, the internal and... You mean the... working side by side? Yeah, that would be ah, interesting. Wow. Mm. Yes, the same is material it, setup. Yeah, it, it would be an interesting challenge. Is right? it possible? No. Maybe. <laughs> well, well that that wow. no. no, you the can have you can have two node trees coexisting. Well, with some driver you can, yeah. yeah. You, you you would need to 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 flip the, the active output node. Yeah, so that's it. But well, no, because Blender internal takes one output and then Cycles takes the other, and then mm. then the the only problem is that you have to convert the existing Blender internal materials into Blender internal node materials, which is just a little thing. But then in the same node tree, I think you can have. Uh, I, think, I, I think they're using the output node, which which flagged as as <laughs> active one, and then if it's not compatible, then it, you'll have blackness. I think it might just work. Hmm. <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Join us next week. <laughs> no, how it turned out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to see if it uh, if it works. Yeah. It sounds yeah. great. So then you can just pick the render engine, and then maybe with a little custom prop, yeah, yeah property, change. it switches automatically. And then if you want uh, internal, goes internal. If you or not, yeah. or uh, we don't have to do anything at all, and it will just work. In ah, any... it detects the render. Yeah, engine. that's what yeah. I mean. Like if wow. you like. If you pick the the render engine, yeah, that's what I meant. But you don't need any property or something no, like no, that. No, because I it think, just checks. Yeah, it just checks which node tree it can use. Yeah, Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. I'm just or we totally just like fix it if it doesn't work. Yes, there we will you totally go. get wow. that. Like a boss. And then we can animate them. Wow! Yeah. How how did that happen? <laughs> and we can make the next episode of Big Buck Bunny. Whoa! Wow. Hey said. kids, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Julius, I love you. <laughs> oh man, great! But I want I want to give a, a huge shout out to uh, Wayne Dixon. Um, it's just the the work he did, marvelous. I I I did. I remember when we first talked about the character library and and we were saving some of the the characters. And I I went to Big Buck Bunny and I I did discover this this big issue that there were all these Python scripts that just wouldn't work anymore just because the like vendor has evolved since then. And he totally nailed those problems uh, like it ain't no thing. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Cool. So I think uh, we can maybe move on to our to our questions. Ah, yes. I think. Yeah. There was a question uh, last week, but I can't. Uh, there are two. There are two questions. So. Um, 
there was one about the layout, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh. There, in the meantime, <laughs> there is one from uh, Henry H. Weissing. Uh, he posted it today. Right. It says, I would like to know how many of you are interested in directing a movie. Um, Pablo already done it, but what about... I am <laughs> very much interested <laughs> yeah. in directing We all know Pablo can do that. <laughs> yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> uh, but what about Andy Hilti uh, Francesco? Or Sergey. Sergey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sergey yeah. would really love to direct the movie. Oh, wow. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Come on. You know, I like a movie from you. That would actually be very interesting. It would yeah. be a comedy, I'm sure. <laughs> can, can I, before we answer this, can I just ask Sergey, what, what is your favorite movie? I don't know. Like, Back to the Future, maybe. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Nice. Yeah. That's All right. a popular choice. Uh, nice. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, do you see yourself directing a short in the future? Francesco. Well, mm, I mean, I don't know really. I, I, I really like storytelling and uh, working with a director. Being a director, I think is really cool because uh, you got to direct a big team. But I, I like, I think, even more the production side of things. So I'm not sure I would be doing it. I have some story ideas that I would love to see developed and and uh, and turn into a, a film or a short film but uh, being a director is a is a very big commitment and uh, I think there are some some skills that are really important that uh, I never really focused much on so it would be I, I'm, I'm not sure how likely that is but uh, I, I mean I think just being involved closely to the director for me would be enough just to work on the development be able to film. touch him <laughs> be in his presence yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> yeah so I think that uh, that that would be for me yeah uh, what about you Kjalti sure I don't know yeah I mean it sounds fun I'm, I, I feel like I dabbled a little bit with with Lamigos because uh, there were a lot of things that got delegated to me where I took a lot of uh, mm-hmm. where, where I could pitch a lot of stuff to Pablo and, and I think Pablo and I have the same sensibility when it comes to Kavanandes, the kind of sense of humor, the, the style, the overall, um, like the, the, the world, what the characters can and can't do and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean, it sounds like fun. And then, I mean, send your money in to ton at blender.org. <laughs> exactly, then we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> but Andy, I would be really interested uh, to see I mean, I saw Omega. I saw Omega. Yeah, because Andy directed already. Yeah, exactly. We all know Andy directed. Yeah, well, <laughs> well. But what about directing something else? I might. Yeah. Yeah. Would be fun. Right now, I'm I'm really happy just to um, to help execute something else. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, sure. In the future, if something comes along, I mean, I have some ideas, but uh, nothing amazing yet. So Come when on. the moment, well, when the yeah. moment comes. <laughs> yeah, now I think everybody is like the mood these days, like this week and also the end of last week, it was very also relaxed <laughs> still, like people are still yeah, recovering yeah. from a previous film production. And I think that we keep that going for a, a little bit. Still. Well, yeah. I mean, Pablo. Yes. Directing other people and communicating things like that's the main job of a director you have to communicate communicate (laughs) it's a great word to slip up on (laughs) you have to communicate with us the artist with the uh the composers with the sound guys with uh, possible voice actors that's a lot of stuff like how is 
this is probably like how does it feel oh, for you? It's uh, at at some point it's overwhelming. You have these uh, people online in other countries, in other that you have like, or sometimes there are problems even with I don't know with unrelated topics like rigging, for example, and you sort of are the backup there. Even if the rigger is not there, okay, then the next best thing is like the rig has this problem. Can we like animate in another way? So together with the animation director, um, you have to take those those decisions and just try to work with the limitations. Um, you have a lot of freedom, which is great. Yeah, well, I guess you have all the freedom, right? <laughs> but um, yes, it's a it's a lot of work. It's fun though. But um, yeah, yeah, the like, executive producer breathing down your neck. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that like, you want to make it one way, and then the producer is like, "Okay, yeah, we need to cut ten seconds. No, to cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it." And with this one with the Lamigos, we got away because it really was supposed to be a two minutes movie with no story, and we pushed it a bit more and a bit more, and we managed to to put it there. So it's good that they. Or like done in this case, limited by seconds and not by <laughs> shots, um, because we managed to crumble in all the thirty-four shots in in that amount of time. But overall, it's a great experience. It's pretty fun, really fun. But yeah, it's shitloads of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lot of work. It's um, late nights. You feel like you have to be there when like you have to be the last one, and then you feel bad when people are last. Uh, at the at the institute at the, at the studio uh, after you it's like oh man hey yeah. Pablo where are you going <laughs> oh uh, just playing golf with Steve Spielberg and yeah, my friends yeah it's like oh but I really want to go home but the guys are still working and, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's both fun and a lot of work but I would I, yeah like Francesco said these days we can't even think about anything but I wouldn't uh, mind starting back with the story meetings. That yeah, I was going to mention yeah. that. Yeah, totally. Um, just get together in the room and uh, each one of us either brings their own stories that wants to, to get feedback on or we just start brainstorming. Yeah. So uh, coming on the four. Yeah, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Spaceships. Oh, no. no. What? Last um, one was on ice. So, yeah, anything could happen, really. Yeah, in well, space. Ice in space. I <laughs> said, did it. I mean, the, mm, uh, yeah. in the number five. No. Yeah. 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 Everybody cringing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but uh, that that's, uh, I think that that ended up being one of the, the, uh, the reason why I think the story is kind of strong in, in Lamigos is because we, we tried doing these story meetings every week. And uh, not that they were all brilliant or whatever. It's, it's like a it's like a mental exercise just to get your mind wrap your mind around uh, what is storytelling and how can you enhance it. How do you give feedback? And then later on, we when we were kind of reviewing uh, the story back and forth, we did kind of hone those skills a bit and and managed to come up with something that wasn't one hundred percent the cliche necessarily. Yeah. I, I keep hearing a lot of people though. Oh, it's just I said it's too. Huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you've if you've seen five animated movies, of course you're gonna be like, oh, it's like that one movie I've seen that's also no, animated. It happens in every other cartoon, really old and yeah, I mean, foodies. Yeah. Everywhere. No, I, I feel, well, I feel like sometimes, um, uh, like, like let's say you're heavily into modern art and painting or whatever, and then somebody's seen ten paintings, 
and he he sees your work and it's like oh it's like that one out of the 10 paintings i've seen yeah and it may be something so completely different but to them it it like it doesn't necessarily register because they haven't gone to that depth uh so you just have to nod your head and be like thanks not knowing if this is a, a an actual compliment, compliment or, or not. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's it for this question. I think we can move to the next one. Anybody yeah, has yeah, yeah. Sweat? Mm -hmm. Sure. So this one is from uh, Fed uh, Birch in the cloud last week. This is for Hjalti. I watched Hjalti's The Pain of Animation talk. He discussed posing the characters and props for the camera. Does the same apply when shooting reference footage? Should we aim to match the reference as closely as possible for to the shot in the layout storyboard? Uh, I would say yes uh, in most cases. So. Um, the most boring answer I can give, of course, in the beginning, as any animator does, is, oh, it depends. But, I mean, that's, that's always going to be the case. But you, you, want, um, uh, you, you want to cover the angle as close as possible because there's going to be things in the reference footage that you liked, but you liked it because you saw it from that angle. Um, what you could also do, and I've done this a couple of times, uh, not many times, where I will set up two different cameras. So I will cover the the action I really like from two different ang angles, one that's uh, basically the camera and one that's more of a cover shot. Uh, and it's usually because it relies on some body mechanics that's hard to uh, hard to grasp from that one angle, from that one camera angle. But if you try to do it from that one camera angle, it'll never be right. Yeah. Like walking backwards, I had that issue in the, uh, during uh, Cosmos Laundromat where I would, I would act it out um, from the camera's perspective, but walking backwards has a particular rhythm. So if you just, if you watch somebody walk backwards and you just follow uh, their hips, their hips move in this kind of staccato wave thing. Uh, and it, it's totally not intuitive. Like you wouldn't, you would, you kind of, when you see somebody walk backwards, you're like, oh yeah, that, that's what it is. But if you, if you just have to imagine it, it's, it, it gets kind of tricky to do it. Um, now the best thing ever, of course, would be to have, uh, footage from the camera's perspective and the cover footage. And, uh, you were also wearing, uh, like 3d tracking suit and <laughs> you have all that information. So it's like, it's a lot of information, but it's easy to, to overdo it and, and, and do a total overkill. I would say for any, any starting animator, it's super important to start doing reference footage because that way you can at least flesh out your ideas and see what is and isn't working. Yeah. Uh, it will also infer a little bit regarding the staging. So you're doing a shot where somebody is talking while he's, uh, he's holding a phone or he, a cup of coffee, or, you know, I've done like a thing where, where somebody's sawing and uh, you think you know the way you want it, but then when you do it, you realize that the body in that position is kind of awkward or that it's closing off yourself from the camera's perspective. So you want to use the other arm. So it so the silhouette reads a little bit better. There's stuff like that. And of course, even if you have the reference and you love it, uh, putting it into the animation, because the animation is going to be this caricature of your reference. And even your reference footage might be 10 different takes and it becomes this Frankenstein monster because you're kind of cherry picking those moments from from your favorite bits from that reference footage. So you're going to end up with something that uh, might only make make sense to you, 
because you know what bits you want from it. Um, yeah. But I don't in know. Context, I, it wouldn't, uh, it so, wouldn't work. But in context, it wouldn't work like uh, because you pick those moments. But uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, you could overdo that also. Like if you have a <laughs> reference footage that's made out of 200 shots and the shot itself is two seconds. Yeah. Like, you know, like at, at a certain point, it, it's nonsensical. So you're finding that balance also. All right, I'll shut the hell up. Yeah, no, that felt okay, like so a the, rant. The, yeah. answer would be, really the answer would be uh, try to have two cameras, one from the camera perspective and well, one uh, overall for body mechanics. Yeah, that would be, that would be uh, if you really need that coverage, if you really, if you feel like you, you need it. Uh, and don't, don't uh, record it with one camera and then just move it and, and do the other one. Um, if, if, it, if the body mechanics and the acting itself needs to sync up and there are, in, uh, there are important beats that you need to do, then use two cameras or your phone and a camera. Or like if you have an iPad and then a phone, I've done that, for example. It doesn't have to be high quality, but just as long as the information is it's, it's yeah. passed along and then you can sync it up in your uh, Blender creative open source 3D creative suite, something. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, but most cases just just do one angle that's close to the camera. That was a, such a long-winded answer. I'm so sorry. No, it's great. It was great. <laughs> really, really, it was fine. And um, that's it. That's all of our questions. Yeah. Well, that's great. I think uh, we have we are within our time, so I Even. think maybe we can wrap it up. And, yep. Uh, totally. Next week we are gonna find out if uh, it's possible to do a <laughs> dual. Psychos and Blender internal shader. Oh, We're yeah. going to find out if uh, Big Bug Bunny made it into the cloud. Ooh. We're going to find out. Uh, there were some questions and comments on the actual SoundCloud, mm. but I can't access uh, mobile here. So um, if, mm. if you, people can comment on the blog, please. Yeah, that would <laughs> be great. It's easier to keep track and we see the, we get the, the yeah. notified and everything. So. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Great. Then uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, until the next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. As always, Bye. have a nice day. <laughs> Plus, You've been listening to the Blender Institute Podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Getting tired of proprietary blue skies? Fog yourself into the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.